This one was fun. Dude, too dead to die. Let's get into it, comic fam. This is so dope. Uh, we have Mark Guggenheim here. Let's do Correct. it. Correct. We have Mark Guggenheim writing this Woo! original graphic novel. Uh, Howard Chaikin is on the artwork, too. It's, it fits the vibe very well, too. Howard Chaikin is a perfect fit for this. Howard Chaikin, he, dude, been in the industry forever. Dude oh, did yeah. Star Wars, man. Like he's, he's been around for a minute. And this right here is kind of a first look. This was True. sent in an email that specifically said, outside of like friends and family, this is the first time I'm sending this out. Correct. Yes, I was the first person to read this book who was not like a, a, a friend of Mark Guggenheim's already. It's the first time I've gotten like a preview glimpse at a, at a book in advance. So thank okay. you for that opportunity, Mark. So um, I don't, I don't want to embarrass you too much, Ryan, but we're going to get uh -oh. honest with the comic fam. We're getting honest with the comic get, fam. You're, okay. you're putting us back. Okay. I'm putting us back. All right. This is and like I'm nervous. real talk, comic fam. Uh -oh. So Fire Guy Ryan... You know, chatting up with porn sack, pizza show. Like, this is sure. freaking dope. Friend of and the show. You told me, yo, I got an email uh -huh. with a PDF from Mark Guggenheim's new book that's coming out in December. Correct. Right? And, you know, a request to read it, maybe chat about it on the mic if we want to. Sure. And I'm like, oh, Mark Guggenheim, that's dope. Like, he, he created the Arrowverse. By the way, yeah. Like, like low-key, the, the, one of the most successful things on the CW that kind of started the domino effect of quality superhero television happening, right? That's fair. Like, really? Really? It was, it was basically that in The Flash. Like, yeah, long-term it changed, and now we have Disney+. Plus and we have HBO. that? Was that Smallville? That's you know, what like it... What, what, nah. were, what were superhero TV shows before Arrow? Exactly. So you told me, hey, I got this PDF, and I thought, like, for one. Yeah, like, I don't know what was going on in your mind, but dude, I told I was you so busy, a while dude. ago. You want to know what's going on in my mind? I guess we were right. This is what was going on. I'm yeah. literally deep into this trying to get ready for New York City Comic Con. And you tell me that we have this, this PDF. So when you said that we had this PDF, I'm thinking, like, oh, publisher's looking for some help. Porn sacks excited about it, which mm -hmm. is why you would bring it to me. Because if porn sacks says to check this out, I'm gonna check it out. You know, I'm a big fan. So that's all I I just had to hear porn sack. But I didn't realize that you were in talks with Mark Guggenheim. Yes. Yeah. Uh dude, you were talking via email to Mark Guggenheim. Yes. Just comic me. fam. Strange conversation with Fire Guy Ryan that all of a sudden it hit me. Hold up. You're talking to the dude who created the Arrowverse and who did the script for the was, Green Lantern? One of, one of the writers on the Green Lantern movie back in the day. Yeah, yeah so I, I gave him a little, a little love for that since I'm a big Green Lantern fan. I'm like, wait a minute. Hold up. Hold up. Right. Mark Guggenheim like literally emailed you, Ryan. You're like, yeah, I've been talking to him. Yeah. I'm like, but not his, was a little confused. Uh, your assist, his assistant, though. No, I don't think so. No, no, like, like someone from the publishing, right? His email said, thanks, Mark, you know, at the end. It did. He, 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 this dude sends me a, a copy and paste that, no, this is from Mark. It's like, holy crap, Mark All is, right. like, sharing his graphic novel with us. So, okay, aside from us, like, I would have read this regardless and talked about it on the mic. Ryan is talking to Mark Guggenheim. So, anyways, I, I, I thought... Tom's a little excited. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Am I... Are you... Understanding little, the excitement, strange. Yeah, it's different. This is a first for me. Guys, we have fifty thousand subscribers on YouTube. Like, we're a tiny channel. Okay. Yeah. So it, it felt exciting. So Whatever. we have an advanced copy of this original graphic novel called "Too Dead to Die." All right. So um, we got Howard Shaken, but you know what else we have? We have like a almost 007 Not even secret. Almost. No, is, it's straight is, up. This is a, up. if you want to read like a a cool 007 series comic book that's not actually James Bond, then you got to check out "Too Dead to Die." 
Well, this what's dope about this is that he was in his prime as 007, but... 007. Yeah, 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 not, yeah, not, yeah. He's not, not literally. This is not actually yeah. James Bond. Yeah. No, as when he was when he was a spy, when he right. was an agent, he was the best in his class. And this is actually taking place upwards of thirty years later, and he's got to get back into it. So he was at the at the peak of his spy game in like the early nineties. Mm-hmm. So there's there's occasional flashbacks throughout this to his glory days. But we are watching a uh, kind of like a retired super spy, kind of looking at the state of the world right now and just going like, oh, cool. This is all. Look at all this terrible stuff you can see right here. On the news, uh, I guess I really didn't do much with all my cool spy work. He says, didn't move the world an inch, did you, pal? Yeah, so he thought that he was doing a lot, and he thought that he was living a life that was worth living. Because, you know, he was wealthy. He was taking care of, you know, he's not, not just taking care of things for himself, but his country, and feeling like he was making a difference. However, he would slowly realize as he's aging up that he's living a life that's kind of alone. Yes. Um, and, and one that then eventually catches up with him that brings him back in. So, yeah, we just grabbed some uh, screenshots from the inside of this book to kind of show off uh, Howard Chaikin's uh, just varied artwork here. There's a lot of different stuff that he throws at you in this book. This right here, we're looking at a very crowded, like, uh, benefit gala kind of party with a big crowd of people, and they're all drawn really well, and I like the uh, I like the blur effect that you can see happening down there in the bottom right. Like, mm-hmm. the, the background is blurry. That's got to be a, a digital effect, but... Yeah, digital effects, um, and also Howard's really good at... Doing distinct faces. The crowd, yeah. Everybody crowd looks really cool. unique. Everyone looks different. The the designs of the characters. It's bright. It's clear. I like uh, the buildings in that top panel too. Like the the establishing shot of the city. Just the movements, the action, like all of the the layouts. It's dynamic and it's clear, which is very important in a book with a whole bunch of action and, and movements happening. And you got to be able to tell what the hell you're looking at. And I, I've honestly read some comics. I don't know what I'm reading, and that's and there's few things more frustrating than being unable to tell what you're reading. Oh yeah, there's. It's actually one of the things that remove you from the story the fastest is when you're like having to reread it because you're saying, "Wait, who just said that?" Right? What happened? Where? On the where, last page? where? How do I read this? Didn't feel that once when going through this, and on the contrary, it read so quick. And curious, this is something that we've been get we've begun to see take place in the marketplace. There's a wider um, conversation to be had here. I think this is not being at least as far as i know not being released as single issue comics and there are a handful of writers who have chosen to go the graphic novel route and when you consider how much it costs to make a single comic you know you're paying by the page you're thinking of the writer's time then you have the letterers and you have the editors and you have the inkers sometimes i'm imagining howard actually i don't know if howard did the I'm not 100% or not. sure. But these are multiple positions, and whether it is the same person or not, just add to their value they're bringing to the comic, and that's just more expensive. Like, it's not easy to bring an entire story to press, let alone if you're not bringing it over time. Letting it build. And letting it build. Right. Um, similar to, like, in issues one through five that you would traditionally see. This right here is just, like... Here's the story. They're going for it. Here's the whole story. It's Get like the whole thing. Like uh, Reckless is the closest thing that comes to mind. I was I thought about Reckless multiple times while I was reading this. A great uh, noir yeah. detective crime series by Brubaker and Sean Phillips. And the, like that creative team at this point for they're watching their, this show right now, you should know those creators. And when they release something, you it should it. just be automatically added to it your list. It is my list. personal pick, by the way, for like favorite creative team of all time. Like and Ed, Ed Brubaker, Sean Phillips. Yeah, I like mean, they're masters. They're they're masters of creating comics, and they don't release single issues. Not they anymore. make the whole graphic novel. Order the damn thing. They've been doing Reckless for like two years or so, and like 
I think two, maybe three times a year, they just put out one of these like $20 hardcovers and you just get the whole story. It's like, it reminds me also like the Netflix model of releasing a whole season of a show all at once and going like, have at it, just devour this at your own speed versus here's an episode every single week on our schedule. Man, it is a, it's, it's a baller move, right? You have to be very confident in your story to just go that direction. And I respect it because seldomly do those disappoint because yeah. it's so expensive to produce. Like it's going to be tough to even get your publishing company to, to do it. If you're going through like an image or something like that, like it has to be to a certain standard. That's like, Oh yeah, your audience is going to consume this. They're going to buy this. Sure. And there's a, there's a word of mouth factor that comes into play. Absolutely. Too. There's no time for the series to gain a following over time. It's just a one shot graphic novel coming out. Here you go. Different, different kind of ball game there, but it is, it is in the current previous catalog. I think it comes out in mid-December. It comes out mid-December, and take a look at this. I actually brought up the previews oh, page for you. And the cover's by Dave Johnson also, by the way. Boom. Who, who did uh, all the covers for 100 Bullets and a lot of criminal stuff. Really, really cool artwork on the cover there. 20 bucks, full story, full stop. Um, do I wanna... Actually, the other night, I, was, I, was, uh, I never saw the newest James Bond movie, and I put that on on Amazon Prime the other day, and um, I couldn't finish it. I don't know if you're a James Bond kid but I could not finish that movie. I mean, the closest thing to it being a James Bond kid is like just playing 007. And right. I, I watched a few of the movies back in the day, but you know, I'll tell you, I'm reading the 007 the new, on, the current on, comic on Dynamite. Dynamite. I'm enjoying That's it. That's fun too. That's it's also good. really good. So um, I, I've kind of been primed up a little bit. Do you want to uh, take over this? Yeah, we got written by Mark Guggenheim, art by Howard Chaikin, cover art Dave Johnson. So that's all the creators on here. Writer, artist team Guggenheim and Chaikin reunites for an all-new original that brings classic spy novels to the modern world. In the 1980s, Simon Cross was America's top super spy. Today, his past has come back to haunt him, forcing him out of retirement for one final adventure. Comes out December 14th. It didn't added. feel final, though. There's going to be another one. Of those. Oh, that's, that's the vibe I got. Like, just like Reckless, I feel like, where you're going to get a, just a book every few months, hopefully. You know? It's cool. I, I, I need... There's a, there's a weird secret agent spy-shaped hole in my, in my pull list. That I didn't even really realize was there. I'm digging it, comic fam. Let me know your thoughts about spy comic books, but also like, what do you think about the the alternative route? You know, graphic novel versus ongoing monthly series. You know, I love me some comic books. I love me some floppies. I prefer to read my stories as a graphic novel. And there's so many different ways now to put a book out, like Kickstarter, you know, and and Substack or Comixology Originals or just going straight to graphic novels like this or doing, you know, the traditional monthly floppy issue every single month. So it's like it's cool to see all the different ways you can get a comic book out into the world. 